Welcome to The Buzz, the Unidos podcast, with two Gen Zs just talking about our generation. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm An. I'm Shannon. And this is part two of our Q&A sort of like, I was going to say video. No, it's a podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine if we made these YouTube videos? Oh God, I'm like hunched over in my closet, so <laughs> please no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, but yeah, we are absolutely trolling through a bunch of questions that you guys have submitted to us anonymously through our Telenum ask box. Um, so as we said in the last episode, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them. We will link the Telenum in the episode description. Um, but yeah, let's just crack on with the rest of these questions. Yeah, let's go. Um, I can read the first one. So first question is, tell me the last person you spoke to. Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, before that would have been my manager. I spoke to her very briefly because I had a. I was very confused about a contract that I was trying to sort out. So I spoke to her. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, that's, and then I also spoke to another colleague earlier today. And yeah, that was about it. Sweet. That really just sums up like most of my week. <laughs> Which is why, like, my boyfriend always says that anytime he comes home from work, I'm, like, bouncing off the walls and, like, talking nonstop, telling him about my day, which isn't even that interesting. But I think it's because, like, I don't, like, all all of the social interaction I do have with working from home is just about work. I know. And, <laughs> it kind of sucks. The worst. But, um, the last person I spoke to, so not counting work people, would probably be my sister. Um, and yeah, we just message each other, just random stuff. We were talking about the movie Knocked Up and how it was like so dumb, but so good. Um, yeah. (laughs) I do remember that movie. Oh, I guess non, like I messaged Sayed, my best friend, while I was on my lunch break about my walk because I went for a real, I went for a four kilometer walk at lunch. Oh, wow. Which was lovely. Lovely day outside today. Very sunny, very warm. So, yeah, I I sent him my, like, run keeper, like, track of, like, where I went. Yeah. And he was like, wow, big walk. I was like, I know. Oh. So, yeah, that was about it. That's so nice. Um, But, yeah. Next question. Next question is, do you wear expensive brands? No. Can't afford it. Um, No, but it's more of a choice. Because mm. I'm like, I just, I was talking to, I was talking to a colleague of ours actually about like expensive shoes, like sneakers. Because I love white sneakers. I have far too many pairs of them. And I wouldn't mm. classify any of them expensive because they're all just like Adidas, Nike. Like they're not cheap, but they're not expensive. Like they're very standard for like sneakers um, yeah. and like street shoes. And I have a pair of fake Gucci sneakers because I love the look of them. But I was like, I'm not spending $700 on a pair of sneakers because I'm just going to run them into the ground and like mm. wear them all the time. And they're just going to get dirty and wrecked. And then I'm going to be sad that I spent $800 on a pair of shoes. So I bought mm. them in Hong Kong and they're great. They're great knockoff. Like they look real. And I still nice. like, it's funny because I treat them like they're real. Like I don't wear them all the time. I only wear them to like <laughs> nice occasions. I keep them nice and clean, which is quite funny. But no, like I don't, I don't buy expensive jeans I don't buy expensive bags I don't buy expensive jewelry like we're Mm. we're we're not really brand people yeah I was just thinking that and I've never found myself like wanting expensive brands and when I say expensive I'm talking about like high-end like designer right yeah yeah like for me I think most of the clothes that I really really love and that I wear quite often have been thrifted which in itself I love thrifting clothes it's like the best thing um 
like, you know, sustainability aside, which is, you know, very important with, with all this fast fashion, but just the satisfaction of finding something that fits you and like, or finding something that then I've brought home and altered and, you know, changed. So it's sort of unique for me. Um, I love that more than like a designer brand. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I mean, I definitely like this, like I'd love like a nice bag. Like I, like, again, I have a fake YSL bag that I bought in Hong Kong, but it's really funny because like the metal on it, it basically says like YSF. Like you can't really <laughs> tell, you can't tell from afar, but if you stare at it, you're like, ah, I see what you've done here. Um, Cause I love the look of them. But again, like I just, I would struggle to justify it unless like, I was making a lot of money to be like, yeah, well, like I, and I get the theory of like, I work hard, like I deserve to buy something nice. Mm -hmm. And I think when I get a bit older, I never carry a bag ever. So to Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, I could buy a nice bag, but it's literally going to collect dust in my room because Mm. I don't like, I, I don't even take my wallet anymore because everything's on my phone. I take my phone and my keys and that's why I've started wearing like leggings that have um, pockets because then I can just carry them and I don't have to carry anything. But yeah, but I'm probably more of like, I do quite like, I really want a Cartier ring. Like I really want one. But again, Mm -hmm. it's like the justification of buy. I would wear it every day, but it's still a lot of money to spend on one tiny little thing. Yeah. So would you say like, because I I can see that that's where we sort of differ. Like we don't um, have, like we don't buy designer expensive stuff, but you're more because like the value of like function versus, you know, the output that you had to, the money you had to spend to use it. Like that, that is what it is for you. But for me, it's sort of like the uniqueness of the piece or whatever. Mm. (laughs) That sounds so wanky, but like really I just. It's true though. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Um, next question. You ever watched Titanic? I, I love the way this is phrased. Like, you ever watched it? <laughs> um, I have, I've only seen it once. Really? Yeah. Did you like it? Mm, it was okay. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember we spoke about this. We did, Sorry, I'm pretty I just, sure we like, talked about yelled. this on a podcast episode, actually. <laughs> Basically, I like. it took me a while to watch the whole thing because I kept getting bored and I would fall asleep and like my mum was like, just watch it. And I was like, I don't care that much. So I watched it over like two sittings. And I, mm. like, I don't plan on ever watching it again unless, like, I don't know, someone, like, my friend is having a bad day and it's their favourite movie or, like, someone that I date's like, I love the movie, can we watch it, which I really doubt. But, <laughs> like, I just would never go out of my way to watch it again. Damn. Meanwhile, I had <laughs> a massive crush on Leonardo DiCaprio as a child, which is probably, like, semi, not worrying, but, like, I was, God, I want to say I was, like, eight, seven or eight. Like, is that too young to have a crush on a fully grown man? Nah. Probably. <laughs> nah. But, um, yeah, love the movie. Like, it's not a great movie, but some of the scenes are, you know, amazing, 10 out of 10, show-stopping, like, <laughs> in my opinion, my mm-hmm. humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty boring movie. Yeah, and it's very long. Very long, very yeah. Long. Well, moving swiftly along. The next one yeah. just says periods. I feel like we could do a whole episode on periods. I feel like, like we there's could just so many... do a whole episode on periods. But I mean, top level, how do you feel about periods, Arm? Um, like, if I'm completely honest and not trying to sort of like sound really like smart and whatever, I fucking hate periods. Like, who <laughs> wants to bleed out of their vagina? It's. I was literally. I had a friend over I, yesterday, and I said. Honestly, 12 weeks a year, women are just bleeding and wandering around like 
there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, and we're basically like wearing nappies. Like if you wear pads, it's like wearing a nappy. Oh, God, I hate pads. Um, yeah. And I, well, but this is no, like, no. I was talking about to someone about, um, obviously like sustainability is quite a big issue in sanitary products at the moment. Yeah. And it's something that's come to light because it's like the landfill by one woman alone in terms of pads and tampons is so massive. Yeah. Um, but I just like can't get around the thought of using a diva cup. So I don't Oh, I've know. tried. <laughs> oh, I just, how did that go for you? Um... <laughs> Not well. I'm like I'm hoping this is you know relatable content. Really, like don't don't click off, please. But <laughs> it was it was an experience for sure. Like it maybe it was that you know my flow wasn't that heavy or whatever, but it just would not work. And I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I watched so many YouTube videos on it. You know, got in the proper positions and whatnot. But yeah, just just uh. It's not my thing, really. and I really wanted it to work because I like I probably read the exact same thing that you read of how much you know landfill women generate just from like a normal monthly cycle, and it's like I'm gonna have this for you know sixty years, like well not sixty but like you know yeah quite a while. Yeah. So try I'll, I would try and reduce my impact, but I couldn't do it. So I'm thinking like, have you seen those um, what's it called? like period undies and stuff. And this is like a huge shout out to like Sophia Nygaard on YouTube because she went through like a whole YouTube series of trying it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think I could get it. It's the same reason that I don't like wearing pads. It's like you just, you feel what's going on. And I think right. that's like, I just, like I went, for, it took me, I was like a late tampon user. So I was like a pad girl for the whole of high school, which I hated because it's like nappies and like the, the, the risk of leakage is just like far too high when you're wearing pads because yep. like you just never know what's going on. Um, but I just don't think I could get around just letting nature run its course into your underwear. I think I would just feel like it's so <laughs> not about like any of that. I would just feel like dirty and nasty and just like, ugh. but like all power to the women who do. And I get that it's a good, like, you know, last couple of days option mm. when like, you don't really need much more protection, but yeah, but I, I, um, there's a girl, Zoe Sugg, you know, the YouTuber Zoella, she mm. tried a menstrual cup and like did a full series, like a did full video about it. And then basically she would like, it just didn't really work for her, but she shouted out this brand who have made basically like completely compostable tampons, like the wrapper disintegrates in water, like the the paper oh. applicator is made out of sugar cane, so it, it's biodegradable and the tampons can be flushed and they like dissolve in water or something Ooh. like that or like not, I don't think they dissolve because then that, would, that wouldn't work. But something about it was all very environmentally friendly, so I'm like I might look more into that um, as like an option. But That is so good. Yeah. Because like another thing and like TMI if you're not a person that menstruates, but like I feel really really hate the sanitary bins in like public toilets like nothing grosses me out more than like I won't go into it you can imagine the ones with sensors (laughs) are my favorites like if they have a little wavy sensor and they open you're like Bob's your uncle it's great yeah like you hardly need to really look into it but (laughs) the ones anyway moving on (laughs) but yeah periods are I mean they happen there's not really a lot I can you can do about them they mean that you're healthy which is always nice to know they mean that you're not pregnant which is also sometimes nice to know so yeah but my my um uh 
very short other soapbox will be if you get to an age and your periods are still incredibly irregular, go and see a healthcare specialist because I will vouch and say I put off going to see anyone about my very irregular cycle and Mm. realise that I do have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is still something that not a lot of doctors know a lot about because it's very odd and it represents itself very differently in a lot of women. But Mm. things like PCOS, endometriosis, they can go undiagnosed for so long, but eventually when you want to have kids, they can just change how your fertility is impacted or how you have to go about having kids. So I would say if you have an irregular period or you're in any way worried about it, please go and see a doctor. Yeah. It's such a normal thing as well. Like I really try and train all the um, people in my life to be really receptive to me talking about periods because, you know, it starts with you. Like you you just, you know, if if you think that it's normal, you make other people think that it's normal and... It's all good. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. But anyway, apologies to any men that listen to this podcast who don't menstruate. But yeah, but also like it's good to know. Very like, much so. Women love men that know about that and don't get creeped out. And we'll go it. to the stop and buy them tampons. We love it. <laughs> we love it. We do. Um, next question. Is there something that you consider special about yourself? Smiley face. I love this question. How nice. I love the little smiley face. And I love that it's yeah. not an emoji. I find that kind of refreshing sometimes. Oh, uh, really? Like yeah. throwback to like Bebo days yeah. where they, like emojis didn't exist? True. Yeah. I was more of a like semicolon. Like what are the two dots, semicolons? I don't know. The two dots and then like the bracket. So it's like a square smile rather than like uh, the... Yep. Because yep, yep. <laughs> I was like edgy and like different. Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> um... But anyway, what do you think, Shannon? Is there something you consider special about yourself? I mean, special, no. What? I don't don't know. Like, I just feel like special means that, like, it's something that, like, is almost rare that, like, not a lot of people possess. And I don't necessarily feel like any of my personality traits are that rare. I think, like, I've always kind of had this, like, weird inkling that, like, I'm this sounds so wanky and up myself and I promise it's not meant to come off that way, but (laughs) like that I'm almost destined for more than like the regular life. Like I don't, I have zero ambition to like work a nine to five and have a white picket fence and a dog and just work Mm -hmm. for the man and exist in a world and then die. Like that to me sounds like the most boring thing I can imagine. And some people want that. That's the life they want. They want the regular Mm. nuclear family, their happy little bubble. That's what they want. But like I've never thought yeah I want that I like don't I don't want that I don't like Mm. the normal like I want you know what's the word exotic locations and like building businesses and like being an entrepreneur and working for myself and meeting amazing people and networking like that's my bigger picture and I don't know Mm. if that makes me special but that's my like Distinguished. That was my USP as a person, if you will. <laughs> USP. That's my USP as a person. Um, that and like, I feel like not a lot of people are as brutally honest as I am. So that is very true. I yeah. I I love that about you. You are very <laughs> honest, and it's really good. Um, but what about yeah, you? I mean, like the whole you know special doesn't really mean like unique, and no one else feels this way. I'm sure so many people feel the way that you do about. Mm what you want for your life um and so many people will disagree and you know have different variations of how much they agree with you and stuff um and 
Yeah, I think that is special. Like, you got to, you know, be proud of yourself and be like, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make my own business and I'm going to do something else because that's what I want to do. And, yeah. What about you? Um, special. (laughs) See, it's a hard Um, question. It is. It is. And I think it's like... It's, it's one of those things where it's you, like the whole concept of like talking about yourself and not wanting to come off across as like up yourself. I think that should be like normalized yeah. almost a bit more just to like celebrate yourself a bit. Um, you know, if you're not going to love yourself, like you can't expect. If you can't people. love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Let the music play. <laughs> apologies to anyone Um, who doesn't know where that's from (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of what I consider special about myself I consider the relationships that I have with people around me really special like I really value everyone that's in my life um and I think you know it's not unique and it's not you know a it's not something that yeah is a unique thing but I think that is still special I love Does that, that. make sense or yeah. is that like a bit too? <laughs> like it's vague, but I get it. Well, I don't know. I like my hair that it's very straight sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the next one says, how to balance work and play when your assignments are piling up and it feels like there is no time for yourself? Um, I'm going to dish out some advice that people will probably hate, but like. Don't let your assignments pile up. Like, I don't get it. I was never the person that would be, like, really last minute. I, as soon as I received, and this is probably, like, really nerdy of me, but as soon as I received an assignment, I'd, like, jot down the due date and then set sort of, like, small milestones. Like, you know, this week I'm going to research all of my sources and that's all that I need to do. Next week I'm going to, like, just write absolute garbage gibberish for, like, what the actual paragraphs will be just to have all of, like, the brain-dumped content there. The week after that, I'm going to edit it. The week after that, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I don't know. You just have to plan it out a little bit better, I think. And is that too, like, brutal? (laughs) Coming from someone who sits on the other side of that spectrum, (laughs) where um, uh, due dates are simply, like... I don't know, suggestion? a suggestion, yeah. I, look, I never, <laughs> never did I turn an assignment in late. Never, ever, ever. But I don't think I ever started an assignment further before the due date than like a week. I just wasn't like a I, – I think I like to stew on things and so I'd like be aware of the fact that it was due and I'd kind of like maybe look at like the actual assignment and be like, right, so I need to write an essay on this, all right, like let me think about that for a while. And then I'd just like – come back to it at some point when I'm like, oh, I have four assignments due this week. So I need to do one today, one tomorrow, one the next day and one the day after. And then the Mm. last day I can literally just go through and reread them all and make sure they make sense and then submit them. Like I just, but yeah, I think, yes, don't let them pile up, but I think there is an art to procrastinating in a smart way, (laughs) which is like procrastinate, like give yourself basically a second due date. So you've got like the one that the uni says it must be in before this day, otherwise you'll lose your marks. And then give yourself one that's like a day or two before that and be like, this is 
the date I need to do it on or before. And then you kind of have a bit of a buffer for the ones that you either forget or you get overwhelmed by. And then you kind of have like, you've almost bought yourself more time without actually extending the deadline. I know that's very convoluted, but like, yeah, I think procrastinate smartly is really all I can say. And like, no, if you know in yourself that you can write an essay in a night, then just pick a day and sit down and write it. But if you are not the kind of person who can write a whole essay in one night, then you need to take a leaf out of Arne's book and actually set yourself (laughs) a timeline so that you're not going to like spiral into this like little crying ball on the floor and be like, I can't get my work done. Because you always get it done in the end. Like I remember so many times you sit there and you like cry about assignments being due, but you always do it. Yeah. They always get done and, you know, you never really remember how you finished it, but... Um, but like, I don't know, that's a really good way, like really good advice on how to do assignments. But the question was, how do you balance work and play when your assignments are piling up? Because wouldn't you say that if you've left all of your assignments, you know, you give yourself a week to do all you're doing in that time is your assignments and you're not really seeing your friends. You're not really like having chill time. Is that, is that a good assumption? Yeah, but then, like, you play the week before and the week after. Like, you can't have everything in life. This is what I feel like. People are very, like, uni students especially, I feel like we get in this headspace, and I was like this at uni, where you think, oh, I studied for 13 years. Like, I'm so tired of studying. But also, you made a choice to go to uni, so you can't just expect that uni is going to be absolutely no work because it still is work and everybody's course is different, obviously. But I was very much like, well, I have like two weeks where I've got six assignments due. So in those two weeks, I'm going to work and I'm going to study and I might have like one or two dinners with a friend, but that's all I really have time for. But we're almost at the end of semester and then I have three weeks off where I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like you have Mm. to think about it that way. It's the same as being in high school. Your school holidays, except obviously when you're in year 12, it's a bit different and especially at the moment, but your school holidays are like the time where you don't have to study and you don't have to do assignments and you can play. Yeah. But what about that work element? What if like, you know, if you're not playing and if you're not doing assignments and you're working, like how do you, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Don't hate me, Shannon. (laughs) I mean, somehow uni students are pretty resilient because I worked three jobs while I was at uni and I am still the most social of my mother's children. And she was like, I never see you because you're always either at work, at uni or seeing people. Plus, <laughs> uni becomes sociable and if you do that well and with people doing your course, you end up getting work done at the same time. So you go out for coffee but you're actually like chatting through an assignment and when you talk about it out loud, it begins to make more sense and then you go home and you write it and you're like, oh, my God, I get it now. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think I think both of us have given really good advice for two different types of people that would be more like they can relate to our styles mm. of doing stuff because I would say like break everything up into like small, like break all the gross like stuff you don't want to do, like assignments or whatever, into small goals so that you're not bogged down um, and you still can do sort of like that balance of, you know, um, time for yourself, work, hanging out with friends, seeing your family and stuff yeah. while you're still studying. That's the advice that I would give. But I can see on your um, that sort of like not I'm not going to say like end of the spectrum. We're not that different. But like that sort of style, it's kind of like get it all out of the way so that you can be free and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I Yeah, that's nice. Which also kind of ties into the next question, which says, do you consider yourself a procrastinator? <laughs> and I would say... 
Yes. You know what? I wasn't a procrastinator during uni, but I find that... Oh, I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> but at work. <laughs> but if you get things... This is like... Actually, I saw a TikTok that like personally offended me. And I'm literally going to play the audio for you because I was like, I've never felt so personally victimised by a TikTok <laughs> Why? in my life. Because it was about... Um, like, let me play it for you. If you showed early signs of academic success as a child and were praised by adults for being smart, so you internalized the idea that being smart was an inherent trait that you either did or did not have. So now that you are older, you procrastinate on your tasks because you may not succeed and it would expose you as a fraud. Clap your hands. So I clapped <laughs> my hands and suddenly was like, is this why I procrastinate everything? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it makes a lot of sense because you put things off, not necessarily because you don't want to do them, but it's because you either think they're too hard, you think they're going to take too much time, or you think you're going to fail at it anyway. So you almost like, well, what's the point in me trying? They're like the reasons people procrastinate. It's never actually about like, I just don't sometimes it's like I don't feel like doing anything but usually not motivated for a reason but anyway so I'm like it makes sense that you put things off because you're afraid of the outcome of doing them Mm. which I think is very much something that I do that I'm like I don't want to do this pitch to a client because I'm pretty sure they're not going to spend anyway so either it's not worth me doing in the first place or what if they're like wow this is such a poorly written presentation I don't which is like I know it's obviously like I probably wouldn't send a client something that was poorly written. But, like, you just get very in your head and then you're like, oh, it's too hard, I'll just go and make a coffee. No, yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's more of like a, you know, a a mental thing of getting – it's kind of like that thing where it's like the worst part about going to the gym is bringing yourself to go to the gym because, like, when you're there, it's not that bad, right? It's pretty enjoyable. And then you feel great after. No. Yeah. Yeah, it it is sort of like a mental block. I think – I think that also ties into why I never really procrastinated during uni because I knew that, like, you know, there wasn't gonna, like the professor or whatever would. Why did I say professor? What's the Australian version? Tutor, <laughs> lecturer, yeah, lecturer. I've been tutor. watching too much TikTok. Um, <laughs> like your teacher or um, tutor or whatever is like judging you because they're grading you, but at the same time, like you're a student of theirs, so like the whole reason why you're there is to learn. So if you stuff up, like that's, you know, a learning thing. So I never really got in my head about that. And that's why I think I could do all of my uni work pretty well, like well in the sense of like, I can get it out of the way um, and not procrastinate. But I think with work, definitely like what you said, you know, it's, it's that level of like, oh, is someone going to judge me on this? And this is like a reflection of, me as a person or like me as my work ethic or my company or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So I would say yes and no. I am a procrastinator, but not really. <laughs> no, I definitely am. It's a problem. But it runs in my face. Well, my sister and I are both massive. My Actually, all of my siblings and I are massive procrastinators, which I believe we get from my dad because my mum is so yeah. not a procrastinator. She just gets shit done. And I'm just like, teach me your way. Why are you bothered to do this all the time? She's like, because once it's done, it's done. And then I can move on. I'm like, yeah, to the next task that you'll just get done. And then it's just like a constant stream of doing things. I'm like, all right, mum. Anyway. 
Um, we've. I mean, we still got a ton yeah, of I questions. Think we, we might, might have to make a part three. <laughs> I think we might. Um, because yeah, I think we'll we'll cut it here. We'll make yeah, it part so three. hopefully we get some like good comments. I really hope you know on the first one, people are like, "Ill, don't do this. I hate you," and goodbye. So. <laughs> But if they are, then we'll never release part two and three. So it's fine. So, I mean, if you've enjoyed this, definitely, like, give it a like on SoundCloud or, I don't know, share it to your friends or send us a thing into our telonym and say, yeah, I really enjoyed the Q&A episode or message us on Instagram. Like, there's many ways you can let us know because we do check all of those things. Um, But cool. I mean, thank you for listening if you got this far to, I mean, our our random answering of questions. Yeah. but keep an eye out for part three. Bye. Bye.